Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Spook House Podcast. My name is Phil, and you all know my co-host over there, Doug, the Parmesan Playboy, Galliardo. What is up, my friend? Hey, that's the name of my next album, Parmesan Playboy. It's pretty good, right? That, that was good right off the cuff. Yeah. Right off the cheese. I love it. Yeah. I'm def- I'm definitely using that. I might change that for all my names. Everywhere. Social media. Yeah. Parmesan Playboy. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. It does. It, it has a nice flow. Kind of. It's like a verbal burrata. Nice yeah, smooth so, cheese. Um, I know it's been a little while since our last episode, but Doug took a little trip to Minnesota. So how yeah, was that, Doug? a little Minnesota. Did you do any Fargo film locations? We didn't get a chance to, uh, unfortunately, but we did see Tiny Tim's uh, plot at -hmm. Lakewood Cemetery, which was pretty cool. Uh, It was negative eight degrees. Luckily, it was in a mausoleum, so we didn't get hypothermia. Uh, So we hung out in there for a little bit, just like hang. We were the only ones there. So it was pretty much our, uh, our land for the time being. Uh, yeah, I wish we would have gotten around to doing the Fargo locations, but there's always next time. Yeah, you should have brought your, um, your copy of Blood Harvest. Do you have that on VHS? No, I don't, but I have the Paul Bear Press, um, like figure, which couldn't fit in my luggage. You know, I still haven't seen that. Yeah, you gotta get on that. Yeah, no, I know. I keep thinking I have, but I'm like, no, that's Blood Diner, not Blood Harvest. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of movies with the name with the word blood in the title. But yeah. Blood Harvest is quite the movie, I will say. One of my one of my uh 80s favorites. It's just weird. It's just really weird. And like the writing is so bad. I think that's the charm of it. It's so bad that you're like, how is this even made? And yeah. it's just really like Tiny Tim, of course is like singing in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. He was like, I, I told you, you sent me a picture of his grave and I was like, that's cool. But I'll be honest. Like I, that's a name I I've heard for so many years, but I know nothing about him. Dude, go, go down the rabbit hole of tiny Tim because his life is really interesting. He, uh, you know what he does, right? Like he does he like, like a musician. Right? Yeah. He did that song from insidious and uh tiptoe through the tulips and everything that's him yeah that's him oh shit okay so he like appeared on i mean he was like a street performer and then performed in like he grew up in manhattan and then went through all the bars and people thought he was just you know weird what he would do he would like go to the library and like go through old like songs from the 1800s and like even earlier than that and just play them on a ukulele and then his first appearance that made him like, uh, I don't know, pe- made people familiar with him was Johnny Carson. Uh-huh. And he was just this weird androgynous person. And he kind of like shot up from that. And then he declined. Like his career went from like super high and then super low where he was performing in like circuses. And then he uh, had a heart attack on stage and then died. Whoa. Uh, he had a heart attack and which he recovered from on the stage. There's video of it, uh, which is kind of it's very dark. Yeah. Huh? That's yeah. He was playing like a little like lodge or something. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to, um, 
Is there like a documentary about him or anything? There is. Uh, you know, so one of the guys who produces uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob, Justin mm-hmm. Martell, he produced a documentary of uh, Tiny Tim that's narrated by Weird Al. Uh, nice. Like the official, official documentary. And uh, that one, that one's really good. Uh, they interview like his daughter and people who knew him and stuff like that. And there's so many like videos on YouTube that you could just totally go down the rabbit hole with. It's pretty, okay. pretty wild. Yeah. I will educate myself on tiny Tim. Um, but that's cool, man. Any yeah, other, but- any other hot spots in Minnesota? Uh, you know, I wouldn't say hot spots because it was fucking ice cold. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this movie theater where we saw. Um, well, this is my third time seeing Poor Things because that movie is just amazing. I can't stop watching it. Uh, this movie theater was called Lagoon Cinema, uh-huh. and it was just this small little <laughs> theater. It had Creature of the Black Lagoon painted on the window, hence Lagoon Cinema. Uh, I always like going to like the smaller movie theaters when I go out of state. When and, you don't uh, like seeing Nicole Kidman before every movie you watch? I think Nicole Kidman should just be employed by all theaters and just do different do different intros for every theater. Even heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> <laughs> because here they are. I love that that pause where she like takes like an eight second pause because here they are. Oh my god damn it, she did it again. That's a professional damn, actress, Nicole. baby. That's called gravitas. She's adding so gravitas. Good. <laughs> like, yeah, Nominate Nicole, her for that. I'm sure you go to AMC's in your fucking sequence gown, walking through the dirty ass hallways. <laughs> yeah, that's a rented theater. <laughs> you know, if they wanted to make that promo more realistic, they should have had people throwing fucking popcorn on their cell phones around her and her smacking someone in the head. Yeah, they should make her go order popcorn up front in the lobby, and then they're, they're like. can't fucking talk and then they're like oh yeah we'll bring it to you it's like what just give me the fucking popcorn like what this was a perfectly fine system for ages hello here's some money here's your popcorn enjoy the movie do they make you wait for the popcorn yeah like at least at my local amc if you want to get popcorn you have to order it up front and then they're like okay we'll bring it to you it's like Okay, great. You must be see, at a dine-in AMC. See you in 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> you can literally just hand it to me. <laughs> yeah. I, do you want me to go back there? I don't mind. I'll just scoop it real quick. I mean, you don't have to pay me. I'll get it. Dude, when I when I worked at the movie theater, there was this, the concession stand was, was like a octagon pretty much. And we used to, when we ran out of popcorn, like we would have like the big popcorn scooper and like, in, it was like a fuck. It was like K Jewelers, except with popcorn. Like you look in the glass, and there'd be popcorn. <laughs> yeah. And when we ran out of popcorn, we would have to run upstairs, go get a bag of popcorn that we bagged earlier in this gigantic plastic bag, yeah, and run it down and dump it. And people, it would be like a circus. People would be like, "Yay, more popcorn!" Oh my Dude, god, it was wild. We had to do like the uh, like the soda, like the syrup or whatever. We had to, we had to connect the tubes. Yeah. To the machines. What a wild time that was. Is it true if you go to a movie theater, say like right before they're going to close, 
and ask like, hey, I know you guys have a ton of popcorn you're just going to throw away. Sometimes they'll like hand you a trash bag full of popcorn. Did you ever do that? I don't think we ever did that, but I wouldn't be surprised because we had bags of popcorn. Would they allow you to do that? Uh, Probably not like legally, but I'm sure people have done it that were just like, who cares? Just fucking take it. I'm trying to. It was so long ago. It was like literally I was like uh, 17, 18. This is like 2008. Uh. Yeah, I don't I don't really remember. I don't think so. I always wanted to work at a movie theater and I applied to my local Kinston movie theater. They didn't hire me, though. Those work at Hardee's. (laughs) Hardee's. What's Hardee's? Hardee's. uh, Carl's Jr. on the West Coast. No, it's like the fast food place. I never heard. I never heard of that. It's fast food. Burgers, fries. That was my first job when I was like. 15 or 16 damn you're slinging some burgers hopefully they had you wear a visor uh yeah all that it was it fucking sucked but (laughs) how long how long did you work there i don't know maybe six months or something then i started working somewhere else i don't know yeah fat the fast food industry is pretty horrible maybe not now because you make like 30 dollars an hour yeah i don't know i don't can't even remember the last time I was in a fast food line. Sometimes I'll hit up Bojangles, get an egg biscuit, but Bojangles. I never even went to a Bojangles. Yeah, we don't well, have those over here. Well, when you come down here for Fear Fest, I'll take you to one. I don't know if I want to go to Bojangles. Hey, it's good. Uh, just for the experience. Get you some I will sweet go to teas and biscuits. I am going to just forewarning your bathroom will be blown up. That's OK. <laughs> blow it up baby <laughs> okay. All right, Ashley's gonna have to walk around the apartment with a clothespin <laughs> okay well Doug um, you wanna <laughs> jump into some news topics cause we got you know, quite a list and we're gonna talk about some news we're gonna talk about movies we're excited for in 2024 there's, there's, a, there's a good amount I think there, there are to look forward to um which don't come out, it doesn't seem like until, you know, it seems like we have to wait to the end of the year to get yeah. all of these movies, uh, at least the ones that we're excited about. Uh, if you don't hear us mention a movie, feel free to let us know what else is out there. But we we did pretty extensive research here. Yeah, and there's always like analytics and whatnot. One or two kind of sleeper hits like mm. you're just not kind of fly under the radar, kind of like Barbarian or yeah. When Evil Lurks. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll be surprised by some stuff also. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what I wasn't surprised with night swim night swim. <laughs> starting off the year. Not great in horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll admit I, I told you, I was like, dude, I uh, enough is enough. I'm not paying. I'm not driving to the theater, waste gas, buy a ticket to this fucking movie that I know is going to be horrible. And nobody was saying, like, oh, it was good. It was just across the board. It sucks. I'm like, I I can't do it. I, I refuse. I'll catch it on streaming. But yeah, yeah, it might. It will, it will still be a waste of time watching it in your in your house. But I honestly wish I I believed you. I, I did believe you, but. I just like to see things for myself, 
maybe I'll get something out of it. And like, you know what? I know we talked about in the past, like we're actually, we're actually a part of helping these movies getting made. Because if we keep going out to see these movies, which they're not made for that much money, turn around and make a quick profit. And if we keep going to see this garbage, then they're going to keep making this garbage. So, which is a weird line to cross because obviously we want, you know, we want studios to still make horror movies, but we just want them to be good and, you know, unpredictable and not just paint by numbers doing it for money. Yeah. But I guess on the same token there, I mean, we weren't like huge fans of say Megan. I mean, it was fine. It was a fun theater experience, but it did great at the box office, which yeah, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So if any horror movie is crushing it, then good. I mean, e- even if it's not our cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, it, Megan it's, overall, it's good. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, we love movies, so we want them to strive and we want the, you know, actors, directors, writers and all of them to, you know, keep making movies. But like this, the the quality of the and January and February is like notoriously a month where studios just drop movies that they really don't have faith in. Yeah. But like at least try to be I, I just don't know why Night Swim was was greenlit. I was looking at the, the director's IMDb. And he did like nine iterations of Night Swim. There was like a short of Night Swim. There was a Night Swim segment in like an anthology movie. There was the full length Night Swim. It's like this dude has one idea. It's not working. At least it didn't work for me. Wyatt Russell deserved better. I would love to see him in like a leading role in a good movie. Wyatt Russell is incredible. And like I haven't seen a Monarch the uh the godzilla show on apple tv with like him and kurt russell i didn't even know that was the thing really yeah they're playing like each other but you know he's the younger version and kurt russell's the older version like in real life and it's just like a godzilla tv show i hear it's really really good um i hear there's a lot of good stuff on apple tv but it's like who has apple tv (laughs) nobody i know I, i guess somebody does Right? I mean, the morning show is on Apple TV with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and Billy Crudup, which I hear is really good. I don't care about Ted Lasso. I don't do not like Jason Sudeikis. Uh that that M Night Shyamalan series, I forgot what it's called, but that's apparently really good on Apple TV. Uh I that's, don't know. They have a lot they seem to have a lot of good stuff. That's new to me. I don't know. Um Oh, it's all news to me. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is kind of the same. Once they drop their, like, hey, you can't borrow somebody else's uh, password, I was like, all right, well, I'm done. There goes my Netflix. Yeah, especially after they did the rate increase. I'm like, no, like, there's not enough good content there for me to get yet another subscription. Yeah, Netflix is kind of... They're kind of falling by the wayside a little bit. Their original movies really don't hit that well i think um, if you're gonna get a subscription if it's between hbo max and netflix go hbo, HBO max. max yeah shout out to robert thanks for the hookup uh, <laughs> hell yeah robert don't Always change your it. your uh don't pull a netflix on me hbo max okay 
they have enough money. So does Netflix, but HBO Max and Paramount Plus with the A24 like partnership. So oh, yeah, yeah. Like that. And, uh, all right, let's jump into some news topics. All right. And <laughs> hey, if, if you're watching on YouTube, if you look to my left, this pretty little lady on the bed over here this is my girlfriend's dog, Nova. She's, that big uh, little bear. Yeah, she's just hanging out, looking out the window, showing her uh, ass to the camera as usual. But that is my stepdaughter, and uh, she's joining the spook house. <clears throat> she's she's a part of us now. Hey, I'm not a stepdad. I'm the dad that stepped up. Hey, hey, so, that's right. Yeah. You take care of fucking business in that household. <laughs> we signed the adoption papers, like, next <laughs> year. Can't Can't wait for her to have your last name. All right, Doug, what's the first news topic? Let's get into it. All right, so we're going to have to get this out of the way because this is the franchise. You might as well just call this franchise Friday the 13th because Scream will not die. It's going down in flames, but it's just not over yet, Um, which is just interesting to me to watch this. I mean, me and Phil have been talking about this for uh, ever since Melissa Barrera got fired. It just keeps on getting worse for them. Spyglass yeah, I, is not doing right by anybody. I mean, they um, did win the Just Stop Award, right? Yep. Yeah. That's uh that yeah that did win. Uh, so shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, Nev Campbell got caught on the red carpet. Uh, I think during the Critics Choice Awards, mm-hmm. they obviously asked her what was going on if she's going to return, and she did say, you know, she loves this franchise and she would come back for the right amount of money. But I don't. I think she was being a little too nice. I don't know if maybe you should read between the lines with what she was saying, but she did say that they're probably spinning right now, which is very true, but I'm sure Nev Campbell is dying laughing when the cameras are off because, you know, they had, they could have gotten her the last movie, but they offered her, they lowballed her. Yeah. They didn't want to pay her. And yeah. She walked away and good on her. Yeah. And she is, she is, believe it or not, which I don't know how you could not believe this. She is the face of the franchise. She's the whole reason why scream is a thing. It all ties back to Sydney and her mother's infidelity and Billy. Um, mm-hmm. There's really, you know, there's really nowhere else you could go. I think screams uh, as horrible as we thought scream six was, it didn't end on a cliffhanger. It kind of wrapped up pretty nicely. So they don't even need to continue it with Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, who also exited out of the franchise. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and also, uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown apparently told, uh, someone who was interviewing her on the carpet too, that she didn't even get a fucking call. No one called her to return for scream seven. Rude. I, I would say it was so rude, so unbelievable. Rude. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Missing a huge opportunity. <laughs> Scream now, Evans could be huge. <laughs> could be the best of the franchise. <laughs> I could put my money up. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I have a question for you. All right. Would you, because, all right, so you have the domino effect of Melissa Barrera getting fired. Jenna Ortega leaving Christopher Landon exiting or getting fired or whatever. He knew for like a week beforehand. Yes. Uh, but he decided to 
whine on Twitter and say, everyone stop yelling. Stop uh, yelling. He couldn't handle it. I'm going to like my his room. parents were never divorced or anything. Uh, <laughs> suck it up, kid. Uh, but yeah, so would you would you rather them continue this franchise if they get Nev? Would you rather them get Nev Campbell back and start from scratch there? Would you rather them get Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooding to continue and be the leads, or would you rather just have them blow it up and start fresh, new everything? I think new at town, this new names, yeah, everything. I think at this point, just start over because you can't carry on with this whole core four concept with just two of the core four. Um, oh, Doug's grabbing a water bottle. Um, but yeah, like just some water. drop the whole core four thing, abandon that storyline. As far as bringing Nev Campbell back, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of just starting fresh altogether. Leave Nev Campbell alone. Like she's, unless you want to give her a shit ton of money, which apparently Spyglass doesn't, then just leave it be. Well, now trying to is crying in the corner because they realize that they, they messed up and they, you know, she made that franchise what it is. Uh, you know, Nev Campbell isn't in the Hollywood's eyes, probably the biggest star, but for scream, like when you hear about scream, I don't know. You think of Nev Campbell. You think of that whole entire cast. Yeah. Well, I don't know. At this point, first off, just I think we talked about this enough on the last episode, like as far as just stop. But yeah, like allow a little time to pass before you start throwing out ideas, like stop trying to force it. It's like I was telling you yesterday. It's like somebody that's in a bad relationship and they keep going back to him. They're like, you don't understand. He's really sweet when we're alone. (laughs) It's like, yeah, but it's not going to work. So stop fucking. No, like Spyglass needs to go to therapy to remedy this. Everybody needs to go to therapy. Yes. Yes. And and good for Melissa Barrera. Yeah, good for her. Good for Jenna Ortega. Um, I don't think either one of them needs the Scream franchise at this point. Good for Nev Campbell. It seems like Spyglass is the problem, and the president of Spyglass is kind of a notorious asshole for this kind of stuff. So, Seems like he's not really a big fan of women. He kind of has a track record of that, yes. (laughs) It seems like what the pattern is. Because Nev Campbell, I mean, they should be shelling out all the money for Nev Campbell. She is the main star of Scream, and I don't know what they're... I mean, you obviously know that they're scrambling because Scream 5 and Scream 6 it, it were huge box office successes. So huge. that's probably why they want it huge. <laughs> huge successes. <laughs> not more successful than me, but very successful. I will put it up there. Top five successful movies. Yeah. So, hey, what's new? Scream 7 is in shambles. All right. And we'll, we will continue to report on this. <laughs> Yes. It's All fun right. watching it go down in flames. But yeah, it'll be cool. It would be cool if they do something completely completely new. Stop hiring these right get get a seasoned writer. Bring on Ke- bring on I wouldn't be opposed if they brought back on Kevin Williamson even though Sick was kind of trash, but like he wrote Scream. 
Yeah. So like, and he's yeah. a very seasoned writer. I mean, that's a good idea, but we will just have to see what happens. But for now, it's just a dumpster fire that we're going to let burn for a little while and walk away. And yeah, um, Usher says, let it burn. Oh, does he say that? He has that song, let it burn. Oh, okay. Never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my sister bumped Usher a whole lot in our youth. Usher. <laughs> Usher, baby. All right, next news topic. I'll take this one, Doug. So, Mia Goth sued by Maxine Extra. Apparently, during the filming of Maxine, there was a scene where a background actor had to lay on the ground, covered in fake blood from head to toe. Says he had to lay down the dirt and play dead for several hours, enduring ants and mosquitoes. Mia, who plays Maxine, was supposed to run past actor, step over him, and look at him, and keep running. But after a few takes, the actor claims Mia nearly stepped on him. They said they warned Mia, and then she intentionally kicked him in the head with her boot, causing serious pain and neck stiffness. A doctor later told him he suffered a concussion. Um... And afterwards, apparently, in the bathroom, it says Mia taunted, mocked, and belittled him, daring them to do anything about what went down. Uh, okay. And he's suing for $5,000. I meant $500,000. $5,000. Mia Goth could have opened up her wallet and did that and gave him five grand. (laughs) Um, so, I mean... If this is true, it's a massive bummer. I, I mean, have, look, we, I think it, it's safe to say we both like Mia Goth around here. I absolutely I'm, love Mia I'm Goth. sure most people listening like her as well. Um, Yeah, I, I hate to speak on it when it's like it's just an accusation and you're not sure what the truth is. Mm-hmm. It, is this a guy that's just looking for a quick payout is there validity to this we don't really know um for some reason i i could kind of see her doing it i was telling you last night she she plays crazy a little too well it's like she doesn't have to like step out of range too much to capture this character she's you know she's got some some stuff going on but that's why we love her um yeah and hey i'm not saying that the story's true, but listen. Tell him, Doug. <laughs> Doug's like, listen, <laughs> come in. Come I in am. Close. Uh, I am one hundred fifty percent on Mia Goth's side on this one, even if it is true. Again, like you said, it's just an accusation. All right. The fact that okay, he's a background actor. Uh huh. He's laying in the grass for however many hours. You're a background actor. That's what you sign up to do. I'm kind of, and and listen, I'm not in this industry and neither are you. We just speak on it. But like, I feel like a lot, a lot of people are not used to, not used to hard work or, you know, starting from the bottom and going to the top. If you're a background actor, yeah, you have to spend seven hours on the ground. That's what you sign up for. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're complaining about that already, 
and you're getting attacked by ants, then maybe that job isn't for you. You could pull out of it if you want to. You don't have to be in this industry or be filming on this movie. That's your prerogative. So if he's already complaining about being on the ground and getting molested by ants for a couple hours. Enduring. In, in- enduring the pain and suffering of, the, of nature. Then you're not built for that. But like, yeah. listen, Mia Goth seems to me like she, you know, she takes her roles very seriously. If she's supposed to run past you, you know, uh-huh. she's in character. A lot of these actors are in character when they're doing their scenes. Right. Wow. What a stretch. She's obviously not really going to notice if she accidentally steps on your head or whatever, or she's in character and she's just improving. Or Maybe. like, is that what the scene called for? Like yeah. your foot lands an inch from the extra's head. That's the scene. Was this guy just throwing a little hissy fit? Oh, you nearly stepped on my head. I'm getting bit by mosquitoes and ants. And yeah, and like, like they're not like, this I mean, we don't, apparently... we don't know the context of the situation. It's like, yeah. it's there's not a lot of details, yeah. but I could see someone blowing that out of proportion because there are plenty of, I'm sure there's plenty of people. I mean, I remember this article on a uh, euphoria, which came out that people were, you know, bad mouthing, uh, you know, the, the, t- the length, of, length of time that they were on the set. And then Coleman Domingo responded to that. And he was like these, you know, a lot of these kids, like that's, that's the job. You have to be on set 14 hours a day. Yeah. Nine hours a day on at weird hours. That's like, it, you know, it, it, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to the thought that acting is an easy job. It's difficult. You have to be exposed to the elements. You have to wake up at certain times. You have to memorize your lines, memorize your marks, uh, all, all that shit. And if you're a background actor, sorry to say you're on the lower end of the totem pole. Yeah, even people behind the camera endure like grueling hours. Like my buddy Dave that we hung out with in LA, like some yeah. shit he tells me. Like he's on set for, he's like, dude, I, you know, we, we sometimes we, we film for like 14 hours, get maybe five hours of sleep. You got to wake up, load up the gear in the van, drive through the next set, do the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I'm sure it was a tough shoot for everybody. But the it more you like talk it. about it, the more it sounds like this guy just kind of being a little bitch. And maybe he and, was throwing a little hissy fit. Yeah. And I and I don't want to undermine, you know, his feelings or his experience. But like some people are a little more sensitive than others. That is true. And like you said, are... he could be trying to get, you know, a, a payday and just kind of, you know, sucker yep. me a goth into giving him money. But like, again, you're you're on the ground. That's your job for a couple hours a day. Mia Goth is running over you a bunch of times. How could you not think that maybe your, you know, your head won't be safe for like a hot second or I guarantee if it was a stunt guy and he got kicked in the head, he wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. And for the record, if Ty West wants me to be an extra and lay covered in fake blood on the ground, I'll fucking do it. Cover me in <laughs> mosquitoes, ants, bees. Piss on me, beat me. You can my girl my ass. Just sting me with bees <laughs> to death. I don't care. I want to be on set. I want Mia Goth to kick me in the fucking head, Mia Goth. 
I don't care. Hi, this is Phil Jarman, and welcome to Jackass. <laughs> Ty West presents Jackass. That would be insane. I want that crossover to happen. But yeah, like, I, I guess there's not a whole lot more we can say about it. We just don't know the facts of the situation. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm fully on Mia Goth's side. Okay, you, you've swayed me over. I was trying to give <laughs> this this guy the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. So, yeah, once we, I mean, like you said, we don't have the full, full details, but just from coming at it from both angles, like, yeah, it does, if she did do that on purpose and he got a concussion from it, that's a bummer, but, like, you knew what you, knew what you signed up for. It's not yeah. like she was taking, taking it out on you on purpose. Yeah, it, you know, seems it wasn't far, like a vindictive type of move. It, it seems far-fetched that she would just decide, you know what? I'm going to kick this guy in the back of the head just for the hell of it. Like, was he talking shit to her? Was he... Again, we don't know. It's just like one of the... When you go on, like, uh... When you go on Google and look at reviews and you see people give, like a like, a restaurant, like, one star... They're only giving it from their perspective. They're not going to tell you that they were a cunt and they were rude to the waiter That's and true. they were snapping their fingers. They're not going to tell, you know, say mm-hmm. any anything that would be derogatory towards them. They're going to think that everything is the other person's fault and not theirs. So we didn't even hear Mia Goth's side and only this person's uh, side. So team yeah. Mia Goth, I'm, <clears throat> I'm with her on this. And by the way, I love when you read like a glowing review of a restaurant, like everything was great. And it's like four stars. It's like, what about the fifth star? Yeah. You're going to mess up their rating. Like why? Well, I deducted a star because I didn't like the texture of their napkins or some (laughs) bullshit like that. It's like, come on. The table next to me was really loud. I just didn't like it. Like, yeah, that's what happens when you go out in public. There's a lot of different people. Welcome Can to you Earth. send these back that undercooked? <laughs> I, I, I need my oysters to be a, a, li- a little on the softest side. <laughs> All I, right, like, Doug, I like done. four sprinkles of pepper. <laughs> All right, Doug, what's the next news topic? Anyway, uh, so that's our thoughts anyway. on me. God. Um, all right, there's a lot of news topics we could pick from, but since we're kind of in the realm of uh, of Scream before, uh, Christopher Landon already found a new directing job where he is directing this movie uh, called Big Bad, which apparently is a werewolf movie. Is it going to be a time travel werewolf movie? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but it is based on a, uh, believe it is based on a book. Um, so that's, who's writing it. Uh, the person who wrote the book, uh, Chandler Baker. Oh, it's a short story. Um, so she will be, or no, he will be handling writing duties and Christopher Landon's just directing it. So time travel might not be a thing in this movie. Okay. Holy shit. Right. Pretty different for him since he's not writing it. He's going to, have to strain himself on set to not be like, you know, it would be great if this werewolf goes back in time to 1920 during the prohibition era or whatever. <laughs> I might check it out. But... It's not for Blumhouse. It's for Lionsgate. Okay. I'm guessing it's going to be horror comedy. 
yeah, probably. That seems to be everything these days. It's like God forbid we make straight up horror. We make actual comedies. Like, hey, we need good comedies. Go make those. Stop trying to interject them into like every new horror movie. And I, I don't know if it's like become a selling point. Like it's more palatable for audiences, for the mainstream audiences, if it's comedy mixed with horror. They seem to do good at the box office. I mean, we had the blackening, uh, Megan. They're good box office hits, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, for me and you, I think we were both looking for horror movies. Well, it's also, it's not even horror comedy because comedy implies that it's funny. That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> it's more like witty horror. It's like a horror premise, but every fucking character is witty and you can practically see the writers being like, oh, the audiences are going to love this. Yeah, this is going to be quotable kombucha. Wow, really topical. I don't know. There's like a lack of human connection yes. in a lot of movies. It's like people don't talk like this. It's like AI is writing it for them. It's like human AI. Yeah, for a lot of movies, yes. You know, it just seems like, yeah, the lack of... There's no, like, soul or depth. Totally or... killer felt like AI spit out a horror comedy. Big quotations comedy. Legit. And, and it's kind of... Uh, that's why I don't think they're getting, like, seasoned writers for these movies. Like, I'm all about giving people a chance, but how do you keep giving the same people a chance after brick after brick. It's like kick, kick it out to Steve Kerr. Look, Scotty Pippen. If you're throwing up bricks, kick it out to my man. Maybe BJ Armstrong. He's open. Maybe let him, let him get a shot. Scott, Scotty, Pe Scotty Pippen's got a migraine. Let him sit on the bench for a little bit. Let him recover. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be Jordan and Pippen. We're really dating ourselves here with this analogy. <laughs> hey. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> I watched The Last Dance at least four times. <laughs> and I'll watch it again. And again and again. You know, Dennis Robin wants to be out in Vegas. Let him. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Did hey. I tell you I met Michael Jordan? No. What the fuck? Did I tell you that story? I, maybe yeah. you did, and I just blocked it out. Well, I wouldn't say I... I didn't like, hey, what's up, Mike? How's it going? But uh, he was doing a... like you guys went to like, you know, Chateau Brion. Yeah, we didn't like go out for fucking burgers and drinks or anything. But like, I was like maybe 12, 13. And he was in town doing a celebrity golf tournament. And I followed oh, him around the golf course all day. So I was like all day, 15 feet away watching Michael Jordan putt. You know, wa insane. walking the entire 18 holes. And he wasn't signing autographs during any of that because he's like, hey, I'm here to smoke cigars and play golf. But he did sign autographs at the very end, like when the tournament was over. And I did get him to sign a like an eight by 10 picture of him. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like did he ever like go up to the crowd like at the holes or he was just focusing on the focusing on the game? Uh, Michael Jordan isn't the most interactive person. And if you Googled Michael Jordan stories, you would find a lot of negative ones. It's kind of like Tom Savini, you know, Hey, some people do have good interactions, but there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. So I'll give Michael Jordan a pass because the dude is just legendary. Like, yeah. Tom Savini, on the other hand, Hey, you can look at people when you're talking to them.
not just brush them off, but and then only focus on the the you know the women. Yeah, fucking greaseball. Um, yeah, he want he wants everyone's girlfriend. <laughs> hey, he's a legend. Did some good work. Yeah, yep. very true. Quite a lot of negative stories about him, and I have my own. Um, next topic. What you next got? Topic. Doug? All right. So I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with a positive one here. All right. Uh, so they're thinking about doing, well, not thinking about it. They, they're doing more fear street movies. There'll be more entries in the fear street franchise. Um, the next one is going to be called prom queen. Uh, it's the fourth fear street movie. Uh, apparently it's filming soon. Um, I, lo- I personally loved the fear street movies. I thought that's just the, just the right fun horror movie uh, that I think about when I hear the word fun and people seem to think, you know, Night Swim is fun and Megan is fun. Uh, Fear Street was my idea of fun. Uh, I thought the writing was great. I thought the story was great. I thought the horror elements were great. Uh, the characters weren't annoying. You could connect with them. The characters were in real peril mm-hmm. and uh, they mixed prosthetics with cgi i thought it was i thought it was really really solid so i'm looking forward to this okay um i only watched like half of the 1994 fear street and i know this sounds nitpicky as shit but like the hellraiser remake i couldn't see a goddamn thing that was happening i was like who lit this and it just started (laughs) it bugged me so much that i just didn't finish it um but I do hear good things about those movies, so that's just me being ignorant. I should check them out. Give them another I, yeah, shot. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, you and Ashley should sit down and watch the watch the three because they are and and the way they connect the stories together, it's it's just very smart. Uh, because I mean, you know, they're set in different time periods, but the way they go through them, and then I think they really stick the landing with the finale. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes everything makes sense in this movie. And if you're going to do some time traveling thing, they're not really time traveling. It's just sets. Uh, it's just set in different time periods. It's just totally believable and kind of, uh, unnerving in a lot of, in a lot of ways, uh, thematically and, uh, you know, scare wise, uh, the director, uh, Lee, Lee Janiak, RL Steins. Imagine he fucking directed the movie. That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, Jack Black. Jack Black directing it. Did you like the Goosebumps movies? I've never seen them. I kind of did. Yeah, I, I yeah, never. I, I thought. I mean, they're kind of like a kiddie horror movie, but I had yeah, I had a good time watching them. It, I like Jack Black in anything. You really can't go wrong with Jack Black anywhere. If you want to sell me on a movie, just say hey. Jack Blackson. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a shot. He's he's a gem. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, so when he was uh, casted for Bowser in the Super Mario Brothers movie, I was like, "You got me. Oh, that's it." I never Jack saw it, Bowser. But, yeah, that's great casting. Like just genius. Did you watch uh, Bernie? No, and that's been on my list for a really long I time. I think I've asked you to watch that like five times. It's one of my favorite movies. Like Jack Black easily should have been at least nominated for something for that role. But it's so good. It's one of my he favorite movies. Like he's yeah. a really like people just relegate him to like comedy movies, but do can act. I, it's yeah. kind of like the whole thing with like, um, 
when you cast someone and you're like, huh, like Heath Ledger is the Joker. You're like, I don't know if that's going to work. And then they blow mm-hmm. your fucking mind. I could see Jack, Jack Black, Black in like a horror movie. Has he ever done like a, a serious villainous type of role? I, I want to say no, not that I recall, but I could see he him. has that that energy. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be interesting for him to go, like go against type and uh, play like a real big piece of shit. Cause he could be a grease ball. I mean, he's played grease balls. Yeah. He could be the new ghost face doing like karate kicks. Just... <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> the first ghost face that's, that's going to sing that ghost face, the musical. <laughs> yeah. Sydney, 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 Sydney. Well, I'm here to kick your fucking ass. Well, we already had that in scary movie. <laughs> Slash and gash, cut another hole in your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fire. Uh, but, uh, so, Fear Street. Hey, I was at the thrift store yesterday, and I found like 10 Fear Street books. I was like, hell did yeah. Did you really? Yeah, I did. And I found, I'd never find like sick vintage shirts, but I found a Cannibal Corp shirt. Oh, with like the, the red bloody lettering or well, no, it was uh, the album cover of the bleeding. It's double sided. Uh, I was like, fuck, yes. How much was that? Just a few bucks. Oh, you should have copped it. I did. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm going to pass that up? I was like, no, fuck, I'm like, yeah. I thought you just saw it and was like, that's cool. And then walked right past it. Amazing. Hell no. I mean, 99% of the time when I go to thrift stores these days, I leave empty handed. It's like becoming impossible to find good shit. But yesterday I left with a bunch of Fear Street books and a Cannibal Corpse shirt. So, yeah, that's great. Those, those are some good finds. And that's the is that your thrift shop that you usually go to that you frequent. I, I mean, there's several that I bounce around to. Yeah, Goosebumps books are always a good find. I'm always looking out for Goosebumps. Noted. If I, if I ever yeah. see them, I will buy them and send them to you. Nice. Have it, though. I didn't really see any. Uh, there were a lot of good uh, thrift shops in Minnesota. We went to this pretty large antique mall, and uh, they had a lot of good stuff. I didn't find any tapes or anything, but uh, nothing really horror-related. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did have a lot of good stuff. They did have this, like, signage for this some Harry Potter movie. It was, like, something that you see in, like, Blockbuster. Like, own it on DVD and video today or whatever. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, and then we went to that where I saw that uh, ICP shirt. Uh, they had a lot of solid stuff there. Should have got that shirt, man. Not for $52. There's no way. I bought that shit at Hot Topic in like 2000, whatever, for like 20 bucks. Yeah, if that was a $5 fine. I would have been super stoked on an ICP shirt. Oh, are you kidding? Uh, I would have fucking bought it immediately. Yeah, but 50, I saw the price tag bucks. and I was like, yeah. nope. $52 for this. I'm not a, I'm not a juggalogo Lotus anymore. I'm sorry. Hey man, I occasionally I'll jump. Uh, I'll, I'll bump some ICP. I'll jump some ICP. Are, are we going to do some furious jumping? Yeah. Great Malenko. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Shit. You told me you had a riddle box shirt. Shit boy. I did. Yeah. Had a riddle box shirt when I was a kid, dude, if I had, I really wish I would have said I had like three garbage bag fulls of like ICP clothes that I, j- I don't even, I think I donated them somewhere. I was on hatchetgear.com all fucking day. <laughs> hatchetgear.com. I had, I had the Santa Claus as a fat bitch shirt. I had <laughs> <laughs> Christmas exclusives and everything. 
Oh man, do you All look back it. on some shirts you used to wear that would have like it's like you would buy it because it says something edgy like that, and you're like, man, when I wear this, people are gonna get out of my way. They're gonna, <laughs> yeah, I wore back, a shirt, they, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking, dude? There was this like emerald green icp shirt with like the hatchet man on it and it said shoplifter i don't they <laughs> didn't have a song called shoplifter or anything it just said that why and would i you, bought it why would you draw that attention to yourself i don't know it's like yeah i, I want i want people to know that i'm a piece of shit right <laughs> oh, and i, I wanted it for some reason <laughs> you don't have to find a picture of it just send it to I'm, me I'm later not. okay I'm absolutely not. Sorry, I'm texting my boss. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you guys gotta watch the uh, the Fear Street uh, series because it's really fucking good. Uh, which one do you want to talk about? I don't know. Let's see here. Got okay, some decent ones, maybe. I guess we can mention this really quick. Blumhouse, their remake of Speak No Evil comes out in like September, I believe. And, and you saw this movie, James McAvoy. Oh, which is a good sign. Did you ever watch that? No. Oh, shit. You need I to. I know you told me to watch it like numerous times and I still haven't watched it. But you said it it was it made you really uncomfortable and it was very unnerving. Very uncomfortable. And it seems to be a pretty divisive movie. A lot of people can't get past. Uh, I feel like if I say this, it'll kind of be giving something away. So. Let's just say it's sort of divisive and I didn't really have that much of a problem with it. It didn't ruin everything that I liked about the movie. I wouldn't even really say I liked it. It was, there were some scenes that were just really uncomfortable, like the tension. I felt like I was in the room with these characters mm -hmm. and I wanted to fucking crawl out of my skin. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. And it just came out two years ago, so why remake it, especially so soon? I don't know, but James McAvoy is a good actor. And especially the genre movies that he was in, like Split and uh, the other one that came out after it. What was the uh, Glass? Uh, he was really great in those movies. But yeah, I just don't see the point in like Americanizing these foreign films. Like you're basically just ripping off someone's idea and yeah, just and mean, just Americanizing it. And I don't know if I really hope what this does is that it brings attention to the original. Uh, right. Just like how they remade um, old boy in like 20, I don't know, 2015 or 2014. Yeah. With Josh Brolin. Like, Josh Brolin. Uh, I think Spike Lee directed that I one. I think you're right. I was about to say that. Yeah. Which is re a really weird project for him to just take on. But uh, Charlotte Copley was also in it. The dude from District 9. So does it say Old Boy, a Spike Lee joint? It might be. Uh, I think so. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Well, it, it is cool, but like uh, you kind of missed the whole point of the movie because they took out again. I don't want to spoil this movie if people haven't seen it, but uh yeah, there's a huge twist at the end that makes you want to rip your fucking eyes out. Huge twist. Huge You'll never twist. see it coming. <laughs> I'm the master of twists, and I know a twist when I see one. It's the biggest twist of all time. 
It's like finding out that Stephen Hawking went to Epstein Island. Nobody saw it coming. <laughs> I went to Toys R Us. I played Twister, and it still wasn't even the best twist. <laughs> Makes me want to twist and shout. Not even the best twist at all. We got to uh, stop this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speak no evil. I'm actually kind of excited to see it. I mean, it's totally pointless, but I like the original enough to uh, be excited to see if they like change up the story, change certain aspects. But definitely check out the original on Shutter if you never have. Talking to you too, Douglas. I would love yep, to hear your I thoughts need to, on it. Uh, it'll be better than the Shutter original I watched last night, probably. Oh, what was that again? Uh, it was called Destroy All Neighbors. Right. Yeah, you didn't like it? No. Hmm. Horror, com- Another horror comedy. Um, Alex Winter was involved in it. And Jonah Ray from Mystery Science Theater. And I just didn't didn't like it. I thought the I thought the humor was forced or just like not even present. Uh, the character was very douchey. Uh, I really couldn't like get, he was just annoying me the entire time. Uh, Thomas Lennon was in it from Reno 911, which I was like, what the fuck? He's underrated, uh, man. He's dude. He's, he's so hilarious. Good. Yeah. Uh, that's dude, why I was like, fun. why is he in this movie? And uh, Kumail Nanjiani was also in it for like a hot second. Hmm. I was like, what, what are they, what are they well, doing? It has Who's like um, good practical effects, right? Yeah. The practical effects were great. It's just the writing was just like not hmm. good. Okay. And uh, the the main character was very like, I don't know, the, di- the dynamic that him and his girlfriend had, he was just like a douchebag. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's a dick. Like, what the fuck? And I, w- I, I just couldn't get into it. And it was not funny. And I, w- I was like hoping this guy died the entire time. And then the main like villain of it, like he was just goofy. And I just take comedy out of it. Like, it doesn't need to be funny. Yeah. Give me horror. I don't know why I just thought of this, but I recently watched The Curse. Like the season finale was before before we started this this episode. Yeah. I just started the second episode of The Curse. Dude, you gotta finish the whole thing. I hear the ending. That's why I want it because I don't, like don't like look up anything. I don't know anything about the finale. Okay. All right. All I right. just hear that it's fucking wild and it's nuts. Uh, I will say this, though. I would love to see Nathan Fielder and or Benny Safdie direct a horror movie. Yes. Because those guys are so good at capturing just the awkwardness and tension that arises between humans sometimes that makes you, like, just want to, like, shut your fucking TV off because (laughs) you feel so uncomfortable. But if they take that... Holy shit. Almost knocked my mic over. If they take too excited, if they take, yeah, exactly. If they take all those skills and like, um, make a horror movie some way out of it, then yeah, I would love to see that. Dude. After I saw uncut gems, I was mentally petitioning the Safdie brothers take on like a horror movie. Uh, but now that they kind of have like a, they kind of broken up for now. Uh, the Safdie's, if Nathan Fielder and uh, Benny Safdie do something in the horror realm, which this kind of kind of is, it's a little in some ways some it horror is. elements. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, if you consider raw, uncomfortable moments 
horrific, which sometimes they can be, then yeah, it's kind of in the in the realm of horror. Realm. <laughs> realm. Did I say that right? Now you do. Oh. <laughs> You're like realm. <laughs> realm. I want to reach through the screen and smack you. Rudes. Rudes. <laughs> All right, just settle down. We just got to drive the limit. Limit, limit, limit. <laughs> Usually people don't pull over on the shoulder. Are you what? The people, the people pull over on the shoulder. Oh, all right, That's next topic, Doug. Um, all right, we got the next topic over here. Uh, I think I want to talk about Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein remake. Uh, Is this going to be the year of Frankenstein? Because there's that Lisa, what's it called? Lisa, Lisa Frankenstein? Frankenstein with a uh, directed by Robin Williams' daughter, by the way. Really? Written by Diablo Cody, who did like, you know, Juno and Young Adult, I believe. Or Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I'm kind of, again, horror comedy, but like, I like the premise of it. I, I am interested to see what what uh, Robin Williams daughter has to offer. And Diablo Cody is a really good writer, but um, yeah, I think it. There's a lot of Frankenstein energy going on in the world right now. Yeah, because you have that. This current topic we're talking about, um, Frankenstein remake, basically like a retelling. Frankenstein remake. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, originally Andrew Garfield was gonna play Frankenstein's monster, and yeah, I can't uh, see that. No. And Andrew Garfield is a great actor, but I think they made the better choice in going with uh, Jacob Elordi from Euphoria, Priscilla, Saltburn. Uh, I think that's a great fucking casting decision. Hmm. Have I'm you intrigued. ever seen him act in anything? Or I don't think besides so. Saltburn, because you watch Saltburn. I watched sixty uh, percent of it, and. Ah. I I forgot to finish it. I was so uninterested. No, you have to finish it. That's the best part. Okay. It's missing the whole point of the of the movie. I intend to finish it. Saltburn fans that are like, "What the fuck?" Dude, I, uh <laughs> it is it's so good, man. It's so good. I'll get around to it. But uh yeah, I Jacob Elordi just the way he uh the way he talks about his roles and he always does I feel like he picks really interesting movies to be a part of uh he's a very big like film buff as like a lot of actors are obviously but like he was talking about his acting process with coleman domingo on this like variety piece for like 45 minutes and he's just i don't know he's just such a such a likable guy like i just want to see him win and this movie also has mia goth uh christoph waltz from Inglorious Bastards. Nice. I mean, the ca the casting is insane, and Oscar Isaac is playing the Doctor, so like Frankenstein, uh, which is another good uh, casting decision. So yeah, it I sounds think, solid, um, right? Yeah, remember when? Remember when Robert De Niro played Frankenstein? Did you ever oh watch that? yeah, like ninety four. I think. Yeah, what fucking movie was that? I think it was just Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that. I was looking for it. Uh, it's in the other I, room. I'm not sure if I ever watched that. I kind of want to, though. 
see Robin <laughs> De Niro's Frankenstein. Hey, hey you. Hey, uh, come here you. Uh, come, come here, here. you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you in this river. I'm gonna I'm throw gonna you in this you. lake right now. <laughs> Are you electrifying me? Are you electrifying me? <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> okay. Oh man. We got we have to do a Robert De Niro retrospective on here. Would love to, yeah. Because he's just fucking. Is he in your top five favorite actors? I know we're going way off script here, but like, um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I mean, I like Robert De Niro. He's up there, right? I I feel like I feel like if he would be in top five, personally, like Goodfellas, Casino, Cape Fear. Those movies right there. Yeah, fucking Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Mean Streets. So, meet the Parents. So much. Yeah. You tried to milk him, you sick son of a bitch. Supposed to let him wander the street without food, water, toilet? <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a brother to you. You like Peter, Paul, and Mary? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you know, yes. the name of the... <laughs> yes, Jack, I do. <laughs> Um, dude oh my god imagine ben stiller and nathan fielder like collaborating on a project i would love to yeah Uh, um all right next news topic doug which one do you want to talk about hey how about this david gordon green no longer directing the exorcist i thought this was like known news for a while but when the headline came out like last week everybody acted like it was breaking news but um yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, this was like the official word on it and the nail in the coffin. Um, I think they should stop. I think they should stop. I don't think they should get... And I think um, David Gordon Green is directing... He's like going back to his like roots and filming like an indie movie now, uh, which I saw. Yeah, he probably... I mean, after after this movie got such bad reception and it did decent at the box office, he, I think he's probably just sick of being in this realm of like horror. And honestly, I'm happy with it because the Exorcist movie was pretty bad. Um, I don't it think this franchise s- should continue. I, I it's going to well, because they spent so much <clears throat> fucking money on it. Yeah, which first off, that was the biggest mistake. I think they paid like was it four hundred million? A lot. For the rights to the exorcist no sorry that's th- yeah it was definitely a we're not talking for blumhouse's blood we're not talking michael myers jason Voorhees, freddy i mean the exorcist is a legendary movie but as far as recognition i mean there's nothing to recognize it's a spirit that there's not a it's just not a IP like that. It doesn't carry that same uh gravitas as a Michael or Freddy. Yeah, no, in a different way it does because The Exorcist is like yeah, legendary. That's like one of the movies that people talk that turned them off to horror movies and it was such like a big impact for that like religious type of horror movie to be released in the 70s. In 1973, yes, it was the scariest movie of 1973. I I disagree with you. It's still up there. In 2023. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. 
But e- even even if we're even if I'm not going to believe you, it is still if we're talking like top hundred movies of all time, that's in there. Yeah, for sure, it's a great movie. But we talked about this before. At scare factor, like no, it's. I guess if you're deeply religious in 1973 and you've never seen anything like that, yeah, it was shocking. And it's certainly the scariest movie for its time. I but... think if you still, I think if you still watch it today, it still holds up as unnerving and uncomfortable and the tension, whole lot of tension building in that, in that movie, not a typical scare factor type of movie, but like same vein as like hereditary, like just uncomfortable, <laughs> And unnerving, and you're already saying no. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, no. <laughs> you're like, mm, not really. <laughs> I'm gonna I go mean, ahead and hard disagree. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are some tits moments, but you know what? Let's not talk about this yet again. I mean, look, I like The Exorcist. Okay, I'm, I'm not shitting on it, but I'm just tired of people telling me it's the scariest movie of all time. It's like, okay, that's your opinion. Stop plastering it everywhere. <laughs> that's very subjective. Yes, I, I agree with you that it's subjective. Obviously subjective. A lot of people put The Exorcist as, as uh, the scariest movie of all time. Because they've been beaten over the head with that yeah. for 50 years. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, after a while, people's like, I guess it is the scariest movie of all time. It's Every list that comes out, it's always number one. It's like... Okay. National Enquirer said it was. Yeah. Well, the point is the name, the exorcist isn't worth 400 million. Even if you are going to try to make a trilogy out of it, because it's a, it's a type of movie that has been done to death at this point. Religious possession, horror. What else can you do with it? Oh my God. My daughter is acting strange and, I found these scary drawings. <laughs> what does it mean? Oh, oh my God. She's possessed. By someone the... that knows everything about it. She's possessed by a demon. Haven't what? seen that Two... a million times. Yeah. Really not, uh, really not bowling in the lane of uniqueness here. Um, yeah, I like and that. I think, I think a lot, right. I just off hey. the top, baby. Take the bumpers off. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> no, nah, they're they're playing with the fucking bumpers and that little ramp. <laughs> they're they're bo- they're bowling. Let me get up on the chair here. They're bowling <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, the granny bowl. <laughs> they're bowling between the legs. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think I think what studios need to do is they need to stop hedging their bets that these trilogies are all going to make money. Like, focus on a good movie first. Focus on one movie. And if that does well, plan the universe. You could plan the universe without making, without, um, without greenlighting three movies at a time. Yeah. Focus on one good movie that could potentially leave the door open to more, you know, world building, but make it the, the focus should always be, I think, in, you know, per, I don't know, personally make a good movie. Yeah. And then build on that if, if it does well. Some movies don't need sequels. Some movies just need to be a good movie. Yeah, I fully agree with you. And let people sit with it. Let people love it. You, you don't need, and especially these like 40 years later movies. Mm-hmm. Just 
We don't, we don't, there's nothing there. It's been, it's been done. Well, David Gordon Green is out. So who would you want to see step up to take this overdone generic story about a girl getting possessed by the devil? I don't care. Anyone, literally anyone. I don't think anyone deserves to direct the exorcist because it's just dead in the water. It's literally just fucking it's nonsense. I mean, there is an audience there. Just bring on Christopher Landon. Those types movies with a priest holding the Bible up to a girl and oh we get out of there demon go and get it's like <laughs> i don't know she's gonna break out the holy water oh wow. is, she gonna, is she gonna start speaking scary it's it's just it does nothing for me at this point what do you think the last good possession movie was uh probably the taking of deborah logan was good exorcism of emily rose at least and that was a little different. That was 2007, I want to say 2005, but I'm usually wrong with these things. I want to say 2007, but I thought that one was at least different because he had like the trial stuff mixed in Yeah, the courtroom drama. Yeah. I thought that was I'm an all... interesting angle. 2005. Okay. Spot on. But that's a long time ago. And the taking of Deborah Logan was what? 20. That was like 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, 2014 or something. Yeah, something like that. And that was a new spin on Possession. I just recently watched it because you told me to watch it. uh, And it was fucking great. Um, Yeah, it's just a genre that's been... There's no really new angles you can go at. But can you take the Exorcist name and all the mythology that goes with it and twist it into a new story at this point? Because people, when they go see The Exorcist, what are they? What are the producers going to say while they're smoking their cigar? Hey, we need a young girl. She needs to be possessed. The mother's in distress. That's what the people want when they go see The Exorcist. Give them that. You know, I think Christopher Landon should direct it and time travel back to 1973. Ooh, now we're talking. And, right? Hey, some time traveling demons. And this demon's about to learn that wearing bell bottoms is harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to wait, wait for this. Wait for this, guys. There is going to be the demon is going to go to the mall, right? Yeah. He's going to step into Pacific Sunwear or whatever stores like Pacific Sunwear in 1973. There's going to be a clothes changing montage. <laughs> and then they're going to the disco. <laughs> <laughs> Disco Demon. Oh shit. It's a good name. Then we just sold the movie. Disco Demon. Blumhouse, hire us. Um all right, Doug. Any other news topics we should get to? Uh I think we should talk about the movies that we are it is two forty three. Uh yeah. We uh, could let's, talk about let's run through these real quick. Monkey Paw producing Marlon Wayans sports horror movie. I'm kind of intrigued by that. I like Marlon Wayans. I do too. And Monkey Paw is, you know, firing on all cylinders. I feel like a lot of the times uh, Jordan Peele is not directing it. Yeah, um, I feel like they have some merit to their name. Like they're not just going to churn out. Jump scare. Right. Money type of movie. Uh, and it's it's it seems like a different type of movie. 
like just going from the sports element of it. Apparently Marlon Wayans is playing like this legendary, uh, you know, sports guy and some, he's taking someone under his wing and then things get weird. So sounds like a cool concept. Sounds different. Uh, hey, it's kind of like, uh, the fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. Remember that fucking yeah. great movie. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Very underrated movie. Like Love 90, the fan. 95? Yeah, I want to say 95. Yeah. Great movie. I gotta watch that again. That was good. I think I saw that on USA the first time. Oh, I saw it. I just remember Nine Inch Nails being in that movie. They played Ooh, Nine Inch Nails at one point. I don't know. I, I, I watched it again over the pandemic, but I definitely forgot about it. Um, uh, Neon's new horror movie that's being kept as mystery. What do you know about this? So people are thinking... I guess we could tie that into the movies uh, that we're looking forward to for 2024 because people are thinking it's this one movie and because there's no title on any of the teaser trailers, but a lot of people are thinking it's that movie called uh, Long Legs. Yeah, you added that to our little list here. So tell me about that because I know nothing about it. So I'm excited to talk about uh, this with you. Let's hear it. So neon obviously who did like they do great movies uh starring micah monroe and nick cage as a serial killer what long legs yes you trying to make me come right now is that what you're doing yes we are we are we are verbally <laughs> docking right now <laughs> it's like that shane gillis meme i don't know if you saw that he's like you trying to make me come right now dude is that you're what you're doing right Bring me down here I, just for this. I love Shane Gillis, but uh, yeah, it's Micah Monroe. Sounds very FBI. gross. I'm sorry, but <laughs> oh no, no, there people are gonna have to deal with this shit. Uh, I mean, you say yeah, Nick Mike, Cage, Michael Monroe, Neon. Yeah, come on, you're bound to come. Which we're, we're this is this is uh that should be the tagline for the movie. Long legs. You're bound to come. You're <laughs> you're probably gonna Charlotte's come. Web of Come. <laughs> Uh, it's uh i mean no one really knows anything about it the director is oz perkins who did uh let me just pull up his imdb here uh he did the black coat's daughter i am the pretty thing that lives gretel and hansel and an episode of the twilight zone in 2020 um so not really much i never saw the black coat's daughter i've Pretty sure that was a 24, right? Never even heard of it. So, you know, more than I do. Uh, I've heard a lot of people praise it. Emma Roberts is in it. Kiernan Shipka, James Remar, Lucy Boynton. Good cast. Um, Did you ever see Gretel and Hansel? No. Hansel and Gretel. It was um, a cool movie to look at. It was very stylish, had a good atmosphere to it. Kind of sleepy hollow vibes, but ah. the story wasn't that intriguing. Hmm. Yeah, I remember the trailers and the the uh, you know directing wise, it looked pretty good. But it yeah, didn't I didn't hate interest it. Just me, really. It looked fucking great, but story wise, it was just okay. But so, that's promising. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be really, really good. The trailers are very creepy, and they're. I think the marketing for this movie is really going to benefit it because it's just they're not really letting out any information whatsoever, like nothing. Nothing mm -hmm. at all. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think that's I'm towards the top of my list uh, for movies in 2024. But um, 
All right, what else do we got? We got Maxine. We got Maxine. Maxine is going to be fucking great. I don't care if that dude sues me a guy for 500 million or 10 billion. It's going to be fucking great. And um, apparently it's going to be kind of like a throwback to Giallo's slasher. Did you hear about fucking, that? Which is great. Yes. Yeah. Which now is you great. Are, now, now you really are trying to make me come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, 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 West Ty West is doing the heartbeat of America. He's doing Giallo. the he's doing the double jerk. Uh, <laughs> Giallo, I heard it's going to be focused on like in like the video nasty era of the eighties too. So I think it's just like going to be a splatter fest, which is really really great. Exactly, come city. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> talk about that slime city, baby. <laughs> okay, I truly apologize for how gross this episode has gotten. Um. We're just very excited about these movies coming we up. We just, hey, we get excited over here. We're movie fans here. Yeah. And you should always be trying to come. That's the goal. <laughs> Touche, Douglas. Touche. <clears throat> um, all right. <clears throat> Terrifier 3, of course. I mean, my only... Uh, it's not even really a gripe, but... I feel like you should have. They should have waited to release this like early December. It's going to be a Christmas horror. I'm not complaining. We're getting it sooner, but yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, maybe it's like we're the, getting it. August? Maybe it's like the October. October. Okay. Maybe it's like the timing. You know, like uh, a lot of Oscar-worthy pictures come out in December. Yeah. So makes probably. Sense. Yeah. 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 And who I forgot what's on the the release schedule for December 2024 but yeah you're probably you're probably right they don't want to get in the way of I don't think there's a lot of crossover for those uh those movies most likely but so far they've been uh <laughs> Nova's but, Nova's joining the episode she's, so she, she's trying to come too <laughs> hey uh-uh I'll talk about my <laughs> stepdaughter like that <laughs> hey we see she's just look at her face right there Nova cover your ears Doug wants to talk ugly. <laughs> she looks so happy right now. <clears throat> she is. She's a very sweet girl. But uh, She's ready so for me to stop talking been... to you and go cuddle with her, which. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a better, better idea. idea. Um, but no, they've been getting the marketing uh, correct with the, with these movies, you know, so I'm not really questioning whether they're there. Uh, it should be in December or October because they've been doing really well with uh, placing this movie. It was terrifier Two went back in theaters. Like they're doing the right stuff. They're doing the right things. So I think, uh, getting it this year will be fun. Like getting a terrifier movie every year. Uh, at least you could bank on that being fun and gory. Well, this will be what? Two years. Oh, two years to that. Wait, right. Am I, am I, am I bro? So hard I already keep track of time. These days, yeah, yeah um, I'm like, wait, no, you're right, you're right. It came out like October 2022, I believe. Yes. Okay. So two years, yeah. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Again, what is time? I don't know. We have no concept of time whatsoever. Okay. Um. Hey, you know what is coming out in December? Nosferatu. I think. I think. Dude, I, I don't know. I'm mostly excited for that. Yeah. That cast, the director, Robert writer, Eggers, Willem Dafoe. 
Take my fucking money. Dude, you, you can't fucking beat it. And and I know we're usually not sold on like remakes, but like, whew. This well, I mean, in, in Nosferatu insane. came out in what? The 20s? 1922. Yeah. And then another Nosferatu came out in 19... The Klaus Kinski's Nosferatu, I think it came out 79. Maybe a little later than that, but... Uh, well, I'm totally okay with Robert Eggers. He can do whatever he wants. He can remake Sesame Street. I'll fucking be there to watch it. <laughs> um, Don't put that out in the ether. That'll happen. Blumhouse presents Sesame Street, but it's horror. It's a, and it's a comedy. comedy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Big Bird has to time travel back to 1968. <laughs> um, yeah, Nosferatu, sign me the fuck up. Can't wait. Um, I know this isn't horror specific, but Beetlejuice 2, I'm very stoked for. Very curious to see how that turns out. Yeah, everyone's talking it up. The cast, Michael Keaton said he wasn't going to come back unless it was done the same way as it was in 1989. That's promising. We love Jenna Ortega. She can do no wrong, and Winona Ryder can also do no wrong. She can do no wrong, but can she do too much? You know, you don't want to oversaturate yourself. Like, be in everything. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Winona Ryder has really just been in Stranger Things and then like a she, rom-com with Keanu Reeves. What else? Yeah, has she I mean, been in this she's place? had like a resurgence. Yeah. I'm excited for her to come back. I mean, it's always good seeing Winona Ryder. I just watched Heather's for the first time, like last month. Yeah. That was I, really saw, good. I saw that once many years ago. It was so a fun movie. Yeah. It's good. It's weird as hell. Yeah. It's Winona Ryder is a bad bitch. It's kind of like clueless meets twin peaks. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> or something. I, I haven't watched it in a while. It's Clueless meets like the craft. Hey, all right. It's got okay, the girl gang so yeah, over there. Beetlejuice 2 and what is Cuckoo? That's our last one we're going to talk okay, about. So I'm, ex- I'm super excited for Cuckoo. It's premiering at a I know South nothing by Southwest. about this. Nothing? Nope. So uh, enlighten me. Finally, uh, Hunter Schaefer gets a lead role. Uh, she's from Euphoria. She's a fucking great actress. Uh, it has Dan Stevens in it, Jessica Henwick. Um, and it's about, so there's a 17 year old girl is forced to move with her family to a resort where things are not what they seem. Uh, Tillman singer writes and directs it. Um, they wrote that movie lose L U Z. It's like a Spanish horror movie, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, I watched it with my stepmom. who's on Netflix. Um, I don't know. I'm just interested in it because I love Hunter Schaefer. I'm glad she's getting a lead role and seems like it's not your typical, you know, jump scare type of movie. It seems just like a straight up horror movie. Is there a trailer for it? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. But just judging off of what's going on with it, I'm with it. There was some like still photography uh, for it so far. All right. Sounds promising. 2024 sounds promising. Yeah. Better than 2023. Yeah. It's gotta be. I think we have some, uh, yeah. I mean, one off year, one really 2022 was like banger after banger. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're due for some, you know, really, really memorable horror movies this year. Well, we got lots to look forward to. Um, That's right, baby. Well, Doug, I think we covered it all. I think we said a lot of inappropriate shit. I think we enlightened (laughs) the good people that are listening. I feel like that's what people tune in for as well. To be informed, but also to be mildly disgusted in a good way. (laughs) And we're happy to do it. (laughs) So it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it, baby. Um, yeah, micro shout out. Um, oh, I was going with faith no more, but also micro. Hey, that's the theme song. Dirty jobs. That That is. <laughs> yeah. Cr- cross. I haven't watched it in a hot minute. Me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's end the show on that note. <laughs> Didn't think we were going to talk about micro in any of these episodes, <laughs> but we somehow did it. We crossed the threshold. All right, dog. Well, I know you got to skedaddle off to work soon. What show is tonight? <laughs> We got a double header with Tom Papa. Hey, he's funny. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like him. And they're both sold out, so it'll be a fun time. I'm just excited for uh, every double show. We always get pasta, so I'm excited for the pasta. Tom Papa, hot Tom pasta. pasta. <laughs> Parmesan Playboy will be in full effect. Parmesan Playboy in the house. All right, Parmesan Playboy. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we got good shit planned for 2024 now that everybody's settled down with their vacations. Trying to get the balloons. Yeah, Doug's trying to get the balloons going. <clears throat> hey, got we, got some, we got some <laughs> confetti. We'll take it. <laughs> it's all just confetti. All right, Doug. Love you very much, my friend. Love you Love all you for Daddy-o. listening. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>